0: in a voice resembling President Obama. Folks, let's talk about some big changes in the world of streaming services. On May 23rd, HBO Max is making a switch to just Max. This new platform will not only be the streaming home for all your beloved HBO content, but also include a deeper library of shows that span various genres like reality, lifestyle, food, and true crime. So think of Max as your one-stop destination for an expansive range of entertainment-filled collection of movies, shows, and specials. But what does this mean for your current HBO content? Well, rest assured, all of HBO's programming will be included in Max. From the latest episodes of hot series like Succession to iconic classics like The Wire and even Oscar-nominated movies like Elvis and the Banshees of Inisheran, you'll find it all on Max. Now, you might be wondering, are HBO and Max the same? In a way, they are interconnected, but not identical. HBO, as we know it, is a television network that has given us years of groundbreaking original series gripping documentaries, and award-winning films. Max, on the other hand, is the new and improved streaming service that hosts all HBO Max content, inclusive of HBO, alongside a host of new shows that cover an array of categories. Plus, you can still watch your traditional HBO television channels and utilize HBO On Demand for all your entertainment needs. In a nutshell, this move is meant to bring you more of what you love, all in one place. For more specifics about the change and what it means for your viewing experience, be sure to reach out to your subscription provider. Happy streaming everyone.
1: Jackson, Michigan. Um, when you have a child with someone, you are connected to them forever, whether you like it or not. If you have to come together for something like a milestone event for the kids, there's no better reason to get along. Regardless of whether or not there are tensions, a graduation is about them, not you, and you should be there for them and them alone and not let anything ruin their day. And Absolutely. Everyone, and everyone did that. So mm-hmm. we go from a nice kumbaya moment to the polar opposite, uh, the vitriol and hatred that came out in the Vanderpump Rules reunion finale. It was a three-part Ooh. thing. Um, they finally, Raquel uh, Levis and Ariana Maddox, uh, the two women in <laughs> the middle of this uh, scandal uh, came face-to-face, and the words that were used, the language <laughs> that was used, it is very clear how much Hatred there is for Ariana has for Raquel and even and for Tom Sandoval, also who did not get let off the hook, mm-hmm. but There was also an interview that happened with Raquel after the reunion six, six days, days after the reunion and That got really interesting, but let's start with what you, what happened on the reunion because you have to get the context here of Ariana finally having her moment to say something face to face with Raquel um, up to this point Ariana had only been face-to-face with Tom, and we'd seen right. how that went. Didn't go well for Tom. It did not go well for Raquel, either. I genuinely was coming from a place of, do you want
2: to be in this relationship? Because I'm here The I answer was when- yes, and you had already <laughs> him at that point, so shut
0: <laughs> up. yourself she cheese grater. <laughs> you. you, suck, you're disgusting, and I wish nothing but the worst that could ever happen to a person on you.
2: The thing is, is like, we don't live our lives <laughs> by logic.
3: (laughs) I can't, I can't, it's such a joke. I felt like we
4: were watching the Jerry Springer show (laughs) for a second there, R.I.P. Jerry. Guys, I have to say something. I, I watched this and I was a little bit disappointed in the fact that when they do these reunions, the whole point is they come together and everyone's allowed to share their side of the story. My problem here is, is as much as I feel bad for Ariana with everything that she went through, this was also the first time we were hearing from Raquel and Sandoval and they kept getting interrupted by their cast members. Well,
1: Brendan, they did get out one side of their story. Of course, there was, it was met with derision immediately, but this is uh, Tom Sandoval and Raquel explaining their relationship as it, as it was when they were taping, at least.
0: Why couldn't you stop? Why did
1: you have to keep going?
2: It was almost impossible to turn away from.
1: And You were, you were in love.
2: Yeah. You're ugly. You're hideous. I know. You are rotten on the inside.
0: You are still in love. Tom,
1: you are in love. I'm sorry. Yes.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) But I almost feel like this kind of makes it worth it for them. Like, yes, there was a horrible cheating scandal. He cheated on his longtime girlfriend for mm-hmm. her best friend. Absolutely horrible. But, I mean, it wasn't like they were just trying to be messy, right? Like, they were in love. It kind of softened it. I, I
1: agree with you that that was their rationale, and that's yes. what they thought in saying that. I question now whether they are still... In love. But when they taped this, they were. And the reason I question that is what we're about to play for you. So, six days after they finished shooting that reunion, the producers brought some of the cast members back in, uh, including Raquel, to have a little one-on-one debrief. And basically, Raquel said that a lot of the things you saw Tom say on the reunion was not the full truth, at least. What happened the night you guys went to the jacuzzi? This
2: is the one story that we've agreed on getting straight and I know that the reason why Tom wanted to lie about it is because it's a really bad look to hook up with someone's boyfriend
3: in their own house when they've gone out of town,
2: especially for like a funeral of all things. Oh, my
1: gosh. So what she's talking about is Ariana's grandmother had died. She was out of town for the funeral. And Raquel went to the house where Tom and Ariana lived together.
4: And hooked up. up. I have to say, this producer that did this interview deserves a raise because... He really got Raquel to crack. First of all, when she was on set with the rest of the cast at the reunion, she never once broke down. She never got emotional. We never saw tears. But in this confessional interview, that producer asked questions that got her to crack. She gave uh, information that people hadn't necessarily known. She had talked about how her and Tom obviously were hooking up multiple times at Sheena's wedding, which went back as far as last August. So we got quite a bit of information out of Raquel in that short period of time, only six days after the reunion. I don't—I don't know if they'll get a a raise, but maybe an Emmy. (laughs) It was Uh, sure entertaining. thats that's for sure.
5: Hi there. Brian from Florida here. I just want to say, as a—as a kind of a reality TV expert and someone who's been following this for a while, in the last month, I've digested seven seasons, the first seven seasons of this show, and it's been absolutely worth—I have—I say this for a reason. This is exactly what they are trying to do, like, in the production room. Like, the producers of this show are absolute geniuses. Like, of the pantheon of people who produce reality television, they have to be in there next to the people who make the Kardashian show. Like, they have set up so many perfect interview scenarios and ways to, I don't know, even through the television for the audience, diagnose the people as you're not really supposed to do, but we all do through the TV. Um, It is a completely fascinating event, and... There's no way that season eleven won't have the highest ratings they've ever had, and yeah. all to their success, and to the, pro- the to the producers who are making the show. I don't know how you could be doing a better job.
2: I totally agree, and I don't know about you, Charles, but I've
4: definitely heard from people that have never seen a single season or a single episode, all of a sudden have interest now where they want to start watching the show. So they're just gonna get more eyes on their show.
1: Kudos to that guy. He went back and watched all All seven seven (laughs) seasons. Well, wait, this is season 10, right? So he's still got three more to catch up. Yeah. All right, when we come back, a big change for Bam Margera. He is out of the 5150 hold and he is getting treatment. And we know this because he revealed that Lamar Odom is right by his side uh, as he is beginning detox. Uh, we will tell you how they came together and what the plan is going forward. Can Bam actually turn things around with Lamar's help?
2: Okay, now we're... They're okay. not originals, I wanna be clear. Oh no, it's, a, it's
5: <laughs> as it turns out conan o'brien and his cast invented half a comedy that exists now
2: Anyway, no that's true
5: whether the comedian on the simpsons
2: and on his late night tv are the inventors of comedy we
5: and and comedy
2: didn't exist before that it was like it was jokes but it wasn't like comedy with a capital comedy that's right and uh, at least not for our generation i think i think he will be like probably the way that like my parents like obsessed about like Johnny Carson and Bob Mm -hmm. Hope and shit. I'm like, I think we're all going to like, I I think like Conan will be the only comedian that like we want to like lay in state. Like it's going to be like, I like I would line up for Conan O'Brien's funeral before I would ever line up for like the queen.
5: Yeah. It's like everyone forgot about Letterman's crazy sex scandal that he had like at work, which is really the thing that makes it matter. Um, and, like, had his staff, like, be put oh, in positions right. to cover for him and stuff. That's where his, you know, his right. son came from and all that. Like, I, it's that's really. Right. Yeah,
2: that's right. He had an illegitimate kid. Yeah. So, I forgot about that.
5: Oh, yeah. So that's why people, Um, I, I guess I don't forget anything.
2: <laughs> Do you think an illegitimate child can also be a Nepo baby? Discuss.
5: Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Because they had spotlight from the very beginning. Well, no, it's not their choice, though. Well, that's right. Right. Uh, yeah. Hmm complicated issue i
2: suppose but like is it like the fucking barbara streisand effect where it's just like they just become famous like i want that baby (laughs) exactly
5: Exactly. or does having a terrible parent also make you more famous by default because like people just talk about you because your parents like bad
2: oh my gosh brian this this reality show this true crime thing that i just saw oh my god oh my god hold on let me yes Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me find what it was called, because I was, like, shot. I was shot. Hold on. I think it was on HBO. Mm. Let me double check. Ah! Oh, I have to. mm, I haven't logged into the new one on my new, Mm. on on my. uh, Max. You know how they changed it? So, like, whatever.
5: rude i'm I'm actually the part i'm confused about is which companies actually merged to become this new one i don't even i think it's actually like three different ones are now like one or something like discovery is part of that
2: i mean they're all the same they're like you know how it's like aol time warner and then it's just like like, what was the other one yeah Uh, universal viacom or whatever like universal it, like it became via-versal or Universal or Unicamo or something. Yeah, we have like, played the be... Rob
5: Smigel cartoon on the show, haven't we? Yeah, at the very beginning. So if uh, to think about that, the funny thing is, it's like ten times worse because really, there's only like three media companies left now, maybe four. Yeah,
2: no, there there aren't. There, like that's all fake. There there isn't like real media and really,
5: anymore. I'm starting to see like less and less division between corporations that exists like the the barriers and boundaries and walls between corporations because they do so much like cross-dealing even with well, competitors and then,
2: like i i feel yeah because like i feel like what the, you know what i think really started that it was the brands interacting on twitter yeah yeah uh they, they would they would be like pizza hut and domino's would be like yeah. go off king and it's like And then Burger King would show up and be like, get my name out your mouth. And then they would like all snap fingers in (laughs) the formation. Exactly.
5: Yes. It's very. And then the Madonna
2: Hillary Clinton (laughs) gif would play. And that's, that's what would happen.
5: (laughs) Or, or I think also maybe someone pull out like, um, uh, the actors from Broad City, like standing with Hillary Clinton as well.
3: Oh my God.
2: Oh my God. Oh my God! I what used to a, like that show. That was so did I. That was like a terribly cringy <laughs> moment on that show. Was, oh. I, I could never, I, I could never support any of their projects after that. I, so that, I, I haven't. It's I, fun. I'm i haven't not either. saying that I wish they failed. But that's not what I've said. But, but
5: exactly, I agree. And here's here's well, I, the Bud Light thing was a little funny and weird too, because it was like Bud here's Bud big corporate beer drinking oh, it's women. Did you see the her? Yeah, Alana Glazers. Mm. Anyway, it's fine, but it's not. But it's fine.
2: It's, it's not, but it's fine. Okay, so I found the show. It is on Max, and uh, it is called "Mommy Dead and Dearest." Yes. And... Yes. Oh, we're it's
5: about to have nuts. a much bigger discussion because I've been obsessed with this for a long time. I the
2: story. Oh, have you, you heard of it? Have before? you seen
5: the? Oh, so this this documentary was a big deal at the time. I totally ignored it until I watched the fictionalization of it called The Act. And The Act is like one of the greatest. There is no greater dramatization reenactment that will make you feel like you're the victim of this crime than that. It 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 made me insane. I've watched it three or four times now because it's so good. Um, It's on Hulu it stars oh my god yeah the tale. all well, you know now gypsy rose blanchard yeah, no, you know I, how oh much i know god. about gypsy rose i say her name probably wow. once a month
2: <laughs> wow She's, oh my god yeah. yes oh my god anyway I but
5: stuck. yes please <laughs> I let's stuck. talk about gypsy rose blanchard
2: <laughs> okay so first of all i am pulling up the hulu so i can find the act and i can add it to my list
5: superb acting superb oh my
2: god oh my god okay
5: yeah it it really that that i'm not even joking that show made like it did a lot of things for me it made me realize a lot of shit about myself and like my situation i didn't even know like the real true story until i watched the documentary after i watched the show and then i was like okay
2: fuck holy shit okay so i've started the documentary and we'll move into the dramatization okay um so i will I, i will of course now then be starting from the opposite direction right. as like you this. Encou- encounter this story but this is of course the fun of the cast yeah. um uh yeah so uh as you know hbo is now max
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh wait what is the other little like semi slogan this is where
2: the story really begins what so they, did you they... know...
5: <laughs> we're doing our corporate hey, diligence hey, they, no, are they, have course, asked, no. they they sent us an email earlier and asked us to do this so that these i had literacy. to redo
2: my so like i have i use firefox and any firefox heads out there will know that <laughs> yeah. you can pin little tiles to the start page so like it's like your most used links right mm. so i'm i'm a genius and so all of my pinned little tiles are all of the streaming sites because i can't remember their names yeah i just that's i i can remember maybe Which a little logo. little egg
5: they are basically yeah yeah
2: what little egg and then i have to like i have a list that i write on my coffee table and it says hbo but i crossed it out now it's max
5: <laughs> it's max
2: <laughs> <laughs> i actually haven't done that but <laughs> i heart. thought that would be really funny it It's the heart of hbo I, I fictionalized to... something for comedic effect. Thank you. And so
5: Max. Oh.
3: So
2: as you know, HBO is now Max. And so uh, <laughs> what you have to log in to a brand new web page and re-log in and you had I had edit the tile. It was a whole rigmarole. It's awful. Anyway, that's been happening to me a lot this week because we also migrated our email servers and mm-hmm. Uh, anyway that's a whole it, it, it's, oh. it's like i just don't like it when things update and buttons are in different spots than where they used to be because i'm very like yeah. like I, I i feel like i would be really good in a bar as far as like being able to like just know where things like that thing that john taffer is always describing like you don't just use both hands and you should know where shit is i think i would be good at that um I'm kind of. I have weak wrists. I, will, I don't think in the actual physical picking up of things I would be good. But in the like knowing where things are, that I. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, so since HBO is now max, we had to go through that whole <laughs> well, process. Oh stop and,
5: making me laugh. Just,
2: so
5: <laughs> it's so stupid. Stupid. It's the worst. Wait, 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 it's wait, like wait. I just.
2: Coke. It's like when we discovered Max Headroom was the mascot for New Coke. It like made so much sense. I love that my (laughs) name still says Max Headroom. Yeah, when you came up today
5: and right before your face popped up, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is perfect."
2: (laughs) I am actually, however, oh yeah, you're like in the you can see I'm at the I'm at the movie theater. No, this is this is the interior of the ArcLight Cinema in Los Angeles, which I understand. Has been saved. It was going to oh. be demolished. It's yeah. like the Cinerom- it's like one of the last Cinerama domes in the country. Okay. And this is what it looks like. I mean, it's fancy inside. Like they've yeah. remodeled it a few times, but I guess it closed in the pandemic, and then mm. like they didn't want to open it. And then anyway, that's I missed the theater. The ArcLight was one of my faves to go to. So I'm just saying, I I love the theater. So I'm in the theater today. So HBO is no- now Max. We log in and. <laughs> all of the buttons are different right they're kind of the same they're Mm -hmm. kind of in the same spot they like this one's a little rounder this one's like now a rectangle or whatever this one's in a slightly different more muted blue or something (laughs) there's a section more vibrant yeah there's like bisexual lighting on the like yeah pride focus banner there's a section for guys
5: grocery games
2: yes there is (laughs) and so one of those that popped up was this, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, mommy, Dead and Dearest. Yeah, there you go. And so it was one of the ones that just popped up. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I love crime. I love to click on buttons. This is my happy place. So started watching it. Um, and at first, I was like, oh, like uh this it starts at the end like of the story
5: a, right if I yeah like so the
2: documentary starts with um the child has killed the mother and okay. that by itself is shocking yeah. right like oh wow, wow. like but like if, if 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 you've been around the block on these <laughs>
0: true
2: crime documentaries <laughs> you know that you know you're in for a twist and yeah. so i was like oh uh even even once i saw that i was like okay see uh like even before i've clicked or looked at the like info i'm like okay no i like the title title pulled me in right away i was like okay it's great i was like uh i'm gonna go ahead and guess kid was abused
5: mm-hmm.
2: makes the most sense mm-hmm. this is a very kind of straightforward mommy, menendez
5: the relation oh, yeah, to that movie from a- yeah
2: there you go yeah like so joan crawford is an awful person in that movie obviously we're kind of referencing that right. so clearly I'm like okay so mom sucks got it then, now we're really in my bread and butter
5: <laughs> I like so, that yes. I yes yeah we're right right in the wheelhouse
2: <laughs> yeah right No, I know what I'm for. so <laughs> of course then the story starts and uh, they start by kind of uh, you know uh, depicting these two individuals as like <laughs> mom and daughter of the year like uh they had gone through all these uh, uh challenges and the daughter is disabled and has uh some kind of degenerative lifelong disease and <coughs> be, like a miracle if she makes it to like her teenage years like right um make a wish foundation kind of set up and so you're just like whoa is why would this child kill her mom and how like, how are they capable and of how anything? how would they do <laughs> oh and mm. then of course you go through the rest of the story which uh we're gonna go ahead and tell the readers yep. listeners go ahead and pause right here go watch it okay and now you're back
5: <laughs> oh wow you See, a that's moment.
2: the magic of editing right <laughs> yeah. like for them it was but a second and for us it was also but a second, and. Uh, <laughs>
5: <laughs> my, they, mind, they my mind now, instantly though. unraveled it, though. I was like, all right, I've yeah." like filled they, in they, the RAM.
2: They watched it, now they're dead. So, <laughs> yeah, what a wild ride. Yeah. Uh, so, turns out boyfriend and daughter did it. The yeah. interviews with Gypsy Rose are kind of bonkers, I think.
5: <laughs> yeah, if you go YouTube uh, some interviews just around the place. Yeah, they're... <laughs> yeah, I still don't... Yeah. Uh, let me, uh, I'll say, I still don't know if she's, I've seen the most recent interviews with her. I still don't think she's fully recognizant of what happened to her. Like, even with therapy and everything, like, I still don't know if she's, like, 100%, like, there. Like, she still uses the voice, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is the most giveaway thing to me. Like, she. there is an interview where she mm-hmm. doesn't use the voice. Um. Mm-hmm. But it's not the most recent one, so.
2: I mean, I, I think, like, hearing that her... That, like, mom had kind of tried to diagnose these mystery imaginary illnesses on her basically since she was a baby. Yeah. Right. It's like tells me that this kid really had no fucking chance. She has been psychologically tortured, I think, this oh, yeah. point since birth. Right. So, yeah. like, I, I think, I-, I think finding any legal culpability in her mother's death is like, I feel like I get why they had to do it, but it still feels incredibly inhumane right because like she didn't have a fucking fighting chance it's not like like once they started talking about the scam i was like oh so they divorced mom and daughter run off and i'm thinking mom and daughter are like 15 16 at this like daughters like must Hmm. be in that teenage years where they go hey how are we gonna keep having you know you're about to turn 18 the government and your dad's gravy train is about to run out like so that's a, that's immediately the narrative i started crafting and of course come to find out that isn't true either yeah right but because like the the documentary of course is also trying to set you up to go in that direction because that is how everyone was first approaching it on first glance right like how else could that this have happened like the girl could walk the whole time you know, but she just didn't know, right? She's literally just believing everything her mom has ever told her. Like, and, and I guess that's also true, right? Isn't that what, I mean, you and I have talked kind of candidly about, like, kind of some of our upbringing as yeah. it were, right? Yeah, like it's worth it. Like, how how hard really is it to, like, get your parents' voice out of your head, even just with things like, well, you shouldn't leave your socks on the floor. Like, you'll be hearing that shit for the rest of your life, and that's just that, let alone statements like, uh, you suck and you're worthless, or (laughs) no, I actually know what's best for you and your medical care. There you go. right like i would I, like i just did whatever my parents told me to do if it was like we have to go to the yeah. doctor we have to go to the dentist I'd be yeah. like oh okay, like this is gonna suck but like there's there's like rugrats episodes about having to go to the dentist like it's not really like weird or anything like yeah. it's, it's like as a concept pretty fucking right. weird let me open my mouth and some dude's just gonna fuck around in there that's weird but okay um but because your parents are giving it the seal of approval you go okay i guess you know i guess we get ice cream at the end fine you know so and that was basically what was happening with this kid right like her mom is like if you just sit in this wheelchair and you know shut up when i squeeze your hand like
5: i totally get it now what you're saying yeah
2: Mm -hmm. right They're, they're just she's just believing what her parent would say why wouldn't she
5: Especially at that age, Uh, you know, well, up to a certain point, but then we learn the dynamic. Eventually we do learn the dynamic changes a little bit. Um, Do you remember, like, what age exactly or around what age that was when she kind of figured out she could rebel and, like, get away with it? Is that, like...
2: Um, It seems like, I don't remember the age. I think they mentioned how old she was when that started happening. But I think so, because, like, like, it was, like, I think in her in the role play or whatever the fuck they're doing, everyone else thinks she's like 16.
5: Right. Right. Right.
2: And so like, I, I mean, I think this is even, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say it like this. Yeah. Right. It's part of why she was homeschooled. Right? right. She was like, she was like kept away from everyone. And I say homeschooled, right. Because they used her disability as the excuse for homeschooling. Right. Like, because they didn't want to put her in school. Cause if she were in school, then like the professionals might actually be able to figure out that there's actually nothing fucking wrong with her. Right. Right, because that's that's who's out of school. You have all kind like, if, if you, if your child is actually stable, and you actually go to, a, let's say even a decent enough public school, you will have developmental specialists there, who are like, we're going to do the very best we can with this child, uh, given whatever, you know, kind of situation they're going through, but like, as experts, they'll be like, yeah. oh, you actually are not developmentally disabled like you're learning your letters or whatever yeah like Um, like you
5: said i guess that's yeah she would want to avoid that and keep her away from experts who could then be like you know if they keep out of a situation where an expert has to give her care then there's never an expert to say this is bullshit right
2: and that was the only thing that really 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 i say only there was a lot that did the one that, like, struck out, stuck out a lot, the detail that stuck out the most for me in this little documentary was that one of the doctors did, in fact, suspect the mom of Munchausen.
5: That is right. And then there's is there there was an extra term that they applied to it, though, is, like, Munchausen's by proxy? Was proxy,
2: that... I think, yeah. Yeah,
5: I, I don't exactly know specific like, the details of what Munchausen's is. I had a general concept due to mm-hmm. this scenario, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there another famous uh, uh, case of Munchausens that's like comparable to this, or even um, just? I don't
2: think like this. Um, I the only times I've really heard of it are like on Law and Order SVU episodes,
5: that's funny. right? Like, like, I feel like maybe the only thing I've is like or an episode of some show like that. Yeah,
2: but it's also one of those things that's like, but it's real, Definitely. right? Like that's that's 100%. the thing, right? It's it's um. <laughs> Do you remember, oh gosh, it's already like two or three years ago, but there was this like Reddit ask anything question that like went fucking viral all over the internet and it was because there was this person... Who was like, I'm having these paranoid delusions and like I like except they don't think they're delusions, they're like, I think someone's like breaking into my house and oh. fucking with me. Oh. He's like, I think I think I have a stalker, right? And so oh. like all of this is going on, and like this person is like writing out this story of like, I think I have a stalker, and think someone's breaking into my house. Oh. turns out they were being slowly poisoned by carbon monoxide that was giving them these paranoid delusions. And so apparently somebody on this reddit thread was like oh like for every like oh that sure is a mystery one person was like have you checked your carbon monoxide detectors and it like like and it was like again it was like fucking viral i saw it like all over twitter because it like saved this person's life they went to the fucking doctor and were like hey everyone it was carbon monoxide poisoning like user narwhal ice cream 54 <laughs> yeah. said or whatever you know
5: yeah and like um where does that come from in the home like a gas gas stove? gas, lines,
2: gas stoves a gas uh water heater yeah. um
5: don't have gas in pellet
2: stuff. stoves i think any kind of like mm. a- anything that burns right so like i think natural Emulsion. gas is i think the most likely culprit because okay. i think it'll make it most but I mean, the point is, like, you know, we're all dying, right? But like that, like so, like I don't, I don't have a gas anything in my in my apartment, so like I mm, don't. Why I have a carbon monoxide detector in here anyway, because my apartment is like. Well, of course you're gonna have that, and my renter's insurance is gonna be like, well, do you have one of those? And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. guess you're right. It is the basics. Yeah,
5: it's like the thirty dollar <laughs> thing you put in, and it's there for ten years. You're okay with it? Yeah.
2: Right. So um yeah exactly like <laughs> yeah. and and it'll never go off right because like it like in here that's there's like it's literally the rock that keeps tigers away <laughs> <laughs> exactly
5: <laughs> it's true yeah maybe maybe my propane grill is possibly too close to my house the one i use once a year the right only thing i can think of here Let me yeah one. as
2: long as it's well ventilated and out there you're not really in any risk you know that's again right like risk assessment but like i think that's why like i don't know most people didn't think that this woman was nuts right they were just like oh she's she, she just has a sick daughter that is really the most likely explanation right like uh, uh but so goes the horrors of abuse right i mean isn't i mean that was even the lesson of twin peaks right that most people would rather believe that it's a weird supernatural fucking thing instead of just her, her dad raped her and killed her like
5: well, I'm thinking of, um, no, <laughs> no, there's actually a lot of true crime stories that are like, or even the opposite, where you're meant to assume that it was that Gone Girl is actually what that basically is. It's mm-hmm. a good. I just saw that uh, movie for the first time. I wasn't exposed to that fiction at all, but that was like a pretty cool, interesting story. Like I didn't, uh, I think I saw it like six months ago. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's yeah. a good one. Um, but, you know, I, again, like, I feel really bad for Gypsy Rose. Oh,
5: yeah, Gypsy uh, Rose, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I do. I gypsy feel Rose. like she's a real victim in all this, doubly, because the justice system saw that she was not, well, not 100% a victim, mm-hmm. at least. I mean, she was victimized mm-hmm. by two people, ultimately, or, well, mm-hmm. the system as well. Um, I don't know. I'm surprised that, well, I'm sure a lawyer has made all the cases that she could possibly have made for her already.
2: No, apparently she's supposed to... Uh, in the documentary, it said she was eligible for parole in 2024.
5: Well, when she gets out, then they can make, like, the full encapsulated thing. Well, when she wants to talk, too. You know, I don't know. She's talked from yeah. inside, so maybe she will just do something as soon as she gets out. Um, she has a boyfriend, so, wow. I think. Like She has, like, a boyfriend hmm. from inside, obviously... You know, isn't there a reality show about that? There is, <laughs> not that specifically, but that's, scenario. Yeah,
2: but, right, yeah right. <laughs> There will be. Yeah, there, you're right. I uh, mean, I think the I Gypsy think Rose.
5: Oh, that would be Netflix's most dastardly move: the Gypsy Rose dating show. Um,
2: oh my god. No, yeah. that
5: would be that would be that would truly be something. I would be like, no, we have to stop the creation of this. this is too. This is beyond what we're allowed to make as yes, a awesome.
2: oh gosh and then when you mentioned the Duggar documentary yes I and friend of the show daniel Lindemann that. appearing yeah. on it i immediately went to go watch it so i watched it
5: cool yeah oh well not cool but yeah i'm glad that you watched that.
2: so so listener here take a moment pause mm-hmm. go watch it okay you watched it and mm-hmm. now you're back thank okay, you okay so Hello. yeah no just it's they, got, really they, they gotta give them a chance to go watch it <clears
5: so. throat> if you're still listening it's on hulu now's your second chance to go watch it it's, yeah. you know, oh
2: good oh, good point <laughs> go.
5: <laughs> um, it's, okay and yeah, now you're that? back there you go how about that right that one was crazy too. Um, yeah, and then yeah. and then randomly seeing someone that we interviewed on the podcast. That by the way, just once again, I want to reiterate the. Um, thank you, Danielle, for coming on the show. If you ever end up mm-hmm. listening to this, but I would say that uh, it's still crazy to me that I picked up literally the New York Times book review, which is not something I ever do. I've only done like three times total, like including that time. Uh, that was the first time. I opened it up, said, "I need something for you know to." do or look at and I see a reality TV book. And then we like some time goes by and we just say, I don't know, it'd be fun to interview someone. It kind of gives us legitimacy to like interview someone and yeah, have them right. come and then and then she says yes, the first time I ever ask anyone to interview right? them for anything. Not even a friend but a professional. And they say No, yes. so like
2: so so again to emphasize to our listeners, the complete <laughs> accidental way that Brian and I started this was because Brian was talking about that book on the yeah, timeline. Exactly. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a great book. I'm a nerd, too.
5: Yeah. And and it was just... I ha-
2: also love reality TV.
5: <laughs> and that's all it took. And, I, and then that only happened because I had thought eh, it would be kind of funny to watch the Kardashian show. And then, it, and then in, like, three, four days of my life, and then probably the next couple of weeks, like, I went from thinking reality TV is, like, The dumbest grossest example of humanity into being under to coming to the understanding at least beginning
2: humanity is the grossest most disgusting example of humanity that
5: reality tv is perhaps the only thing that actually reveals the truth because it's not not even because it is the word reality or how it's presented or how people might perceive Mm -hmm. someone like me saying this at first It's
2: too many levels of irony and the brain breaks down and goes, okay, well then. Yeah. Well then.
5: And then everything is perhaps understandable or acceptable. And you're no longer shocked by things. I think that watching a lot of reality TV, not just like uh, in relationship stuff or whatever, outside the world, like seeing the next Mm -hmm. global political event is less shocking to you because, you know, Stassi and Jax went through their cheating situation in season one of Vanderpump Rules and you felt... What that felt like to mm-hmm. be shocked in that way with someone who, in your world, as a, someone you are connected to, as we observe these shows and get close to these characters, it's, uh, you know, the word parasocial relationship doesn't apply because it's a television show and it's not over social media, but it, there is a, whatever that word is, and I don't, once again, I, I don't like that word, but like,
3: mm-hmm.
5: there is something about. Experiencing something through the television that definitely like warms you up or breaks down or sands off any of the kinds of feelings. I don't know. It's there's a universal exposure. No matter. It's like yes, it's about Vanderpump's about relationships, but I feel like quite honestly, going through all these things and seeing the Kardashians go through their many trials and tribulations and pick themselves back up again and then still look bad again later and then try to like figure out what they're doing and then but then seeing like the kids at Lisa's establishment. Doing mm-hmm. a com- living a completely different life where they're like literally living in the same apartment for ten years because it's like all they can do and they're still just you know a few of them are still just bartenders like after ten years could you imagine mm-hmm. being on a TV show for ten years and you haven't figured out outside product deals or anything to escape still being a bartender that's not like some people have ascended again John
2: Taffer would be incredibly disappointed yeah and, right. And, He's got, like, like apps. He's got a line of alcohols. He's got product deals with a variety of chefs.
5: Exactly. But, and he wants to help other people succeed. And so I know that a person like Taffer, when he sees other people not succeed, it hurts him deeply. And I feel that same way with people with reality television when I explain our kind of view of reality television to people. And that it's like a window into the world in a way that almost... Probably only the producers understand, and not even the people who market the show may even understand necessarily. But the people who watch it—it's all up to you, the viewer, to get the value you can get out of it. And, but
2: I mean, I think there's—I mean, what's funny is that I think there's there's a couple of metaphors, right? I mean, I I'm, I'm a very metaphoric kind of a person, yeah, me too. and I, so I, like I
5: speak three things at once all, every time I talk. So
2: you know, like this is like this is like the curtain that's keeping Oz. The Wizard of Oz from The Man Behind the Curtain, right? Yeah. Like, um, it also feels a little bit like um, uh, something about, like, dinner theater where it's, like, immersive, but you still know it's completely fake.
5: Oh, I right? like dinner theater uh, instead of theater, though, because it's, like, uh, yeah, it's because there's a because less... The- of because
2: a, so. dinner theater has, like, an interactiveness that I'm, yeah, like, that I'm trying to right, elaborate like it's the difference between for example the closeness we get in characters from like let's say a dickens serialization yeah from the reality right because like the reality tv is still separate but because of the social media they get to break the fourth wall we get to interact with them not just as people but as characters right they are the ai pretending to be that right so like i could take a dickens character but like i can't and i can imagine him i could paint him i could do fanfic about him but like i can't really interact with them they're not a real thing that's not true about kendall and kylie and kim yeah right like and i think those are those differences too right like i get to that's why there's a parasocial social relationship is because there is a i'm in so do you remember the kim kardashian game
5: please refresh me
2: uh there was a there was a there was a phone game oh, called yes. the kim kardashian oh, the game app. or something
5: yes so yes. they talk about that on the show and it's that aspect of the show is fascinating because i know well i don't know i'll let you say what you want to say first because
2: well something about like that's how you first like like it was like some of these kind of really weird ways that you get to interact with kim mm-hmm. kardashian
5: yeah it, so, right, it
2: feels like getting your poster signed by Tiffany at the mall. Right, the, there's something real, like, oh my yes. God, I met them, shook their hand, and it's like, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you guys are fucking best friends. And yes. and so like, the, the other the one, the comic con like,
5: relationship. Yes, yes. The, this is too. this is
2: where I realized that like the the lines of course of reality and fantasy blur right mm-hmm. because this is what rich and powerful people get to do because mm-hmm. the other re, uh, the other documentary we also watched recently was uh, the finding uh, mm-hmm. neverland one
5: ah of, yo-hoo. Of, of
2: michael jackson
5: heavy right heavy and material. So, I could only, I but, recently saw that on there and I was like, you know what? I think I'm okay just watching that one time. Like,
2: oof, no, it was, it, it was, I, I've actually seen it before, but the last time I saw it was like a long time ago, Yeah. but since HBO is now Matt's <laughs> and they have.
5: No, keep going. You're okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I just didn't, I felt bad for laughing in that specific moment. But it's not your fault. It was funny. You made a great joke. Sorry,
2: <laughs> well, because HBO is now Max, uh-huh. as one documentary ends, another one will be suggested. I don't know if they're autoplay. Actually, they may just start of their own accord. I don't remember, but either way, <laughs> yeah. Finding Neverland popped up, and I must have either, it must have either started or I clicked on it. Either way, it, we watched it It's because HBO is now Max. You know, it's because HBO is now Max, mm-hmm. and so, uh, but there was one scene in there that really. Ripped me having seen the Duggar and the other mom document, the the Munchausen mom (laughs) documentary. Which was that one of the ways that Michael Jackson preyed on these children was Mm. he broke down their concept of fantasy and reality. And what I mean by that is Mm. all of these people would show up and they would think wow we get to like come to michael jackson's house right right but like if you're like okay but like but let's pretend we're normal human people brian let's pretend someone Mm -hmm. said to us you and i get to go to bob Odenkirk's house okay i
5: would say tell me what i gotta do
2: exact okay now here's the thing though as 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 fans and otherwise reasonable people though right yes you and I would not for a second believe that we're going to get anything beyond a tour. Maybe a, a a water and a snack plate and a reception from maybe Bob, maybe a Bob's agent who's going to be like, yeah, like, we're doing a tour of his house because, you know, it was designed by a big fancy designer. Glad you're all here. But uh, Bob is actually not here. Right. We might actually not even expect him to be there if what we're going to is a tour of his house. Right. Okay, because he's a big fucking famous star and he's not even Michael Jackson. Yeah. Right. So I'm just saying that. Right. But let's pretend we do expect him to be there. And he's there and he greets us and he says, welcome to my home. It's so nice having you guys here. You could take a look at all my Emmys and awards and here's some of the cool shirts I wore on Mr. Show. You could try them on and take some photos like that would be dope as fuck. In my mind.
5: Yeah,
2: I I can. Yeah, no, we're, we're in hog heaven. Right. Okay, so what we would not, however, expect not even in our deepest, darkest, wildest fantasies, is for Bob Odenkirk to say to either one of us, you are so cool, I want to be your best friend. For viewers,
5: of, listeners at home, I am hiding behind the microphone.
2: No, <laughs> well, that's because it would be badass, right? But there is, like, no way it would ever happen.
5: But it's if like, he said that to me, I would... As me, Brian. Okay, no, hold on. So we're playing exactly right, I'm playing two different characters. I'm playing me, Brian, but no. In this moment, you were giving us a scenario where you and me, Scenario Kathy and Scenario Brian, are in the scenario. We're saying, oh, oh, we're, we're not. We're, 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 for now, okay, hold on. I'm on the outside now. I'm looking in. I'm saying, oh, God, no. Don't. What? No. And inside my heart, even you telling the story is making me feel very uncomfortable. But, Okay. Now we're back in our victim bodies (laughs) as Bob Odenkirk is victimizing us in some way, unrevealed and perhaps undetailed. No, 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 no,
2: but see, but see, like, no, this is what I mean, like, in our heads, right? Yes. That's an area, like, it's just so implausible that we would not think that that's going to be the outcome of us touring his house, right? Like, is what I'm getting at, okay? And even if he were somehow to walk up to us and say, I want to be your best friend. I would still not necessarily think that that's gonna lead to our sexual assaults. No, you know, like no, I, I I'd be surprised. Oh, wow, we're gonna just fucking get high and watch TV and that's cool what I'd movies assume. and like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like we're gonna rollerblade to go get yeah.
5: The I can see that. We'll ride the uh, the Schlitterbahn together or something. something. <laughs> you know? I don't we'll, know, we'll
2: be on a bicycle bill for a three. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll all have to bring more friends, so it'll be one of those bar ones. We'll go to <laughs> we'll ride some, <laughs> we'll go down the San Antonio Riverwalk. <laughs>
5: we'll ride some tubes together, ride some <laughs> roller coasters. <laughs>
2: yeah, like we're all gonna go to like the nearest Six Flags.
5: Six Flags, yeah.
2: Okay, so, but that's what I mean. Mm. Okay, so. In, in the oh, Michael had scenario. it all at
5: his house. He literally that's had a right. roller coaster in his house. No, Shit, so, I wasn't even so thinking Brian, of that,
2: Ryan. That's what I'm getting at. Okay, so so now picture this you are a 10 year old self, mm. and you and your parents have been invited to tour Michael Jackson's oh, house I'm now. Fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked, dude. Because, like, but see, here's the thing like, I think even as a 10 year old. You are still going in with like, even though you're a child with crazy, weird fantasies. Me and Michael Jackson becoming best friends is still not within. Mm, for, the I'm gonna say, Kathy. I,
5: at me ten years old, I, I wouldn't have thought better.
2: I would. Are you I, saying well, you would have thought I mean, better? Because I trust
5: I, that you're telling the truth if you say that. But I, I'm telling you the truth. That I would have not thought better at 12 years old.
2: I mean, I I I think I had realistic expectations of like a best friend, to someone you have in school, or like someone you meet at summer camp, or like they're pe- they're like people your own age, or like they're at least people like no, you're like neighbors and you live on the same block. It's not like I w- I'm my soulmate is Mickey Mouse, like you know, like I don't know, like it, for me it still felt way way too far out in the realm of possibility, even at ten. Right, like, I, I don't think I, I mean, I don't, younger maybe, right? I don't know. I, I'm putting an arbitrary age, I guess. I don't really know my internal thoughts at every age, but. If I, I had know to that evaluate at some point, myself based thought, on my memory
5: of my actions at that age, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I'm evaluating hmm.
2: this. Fair. But, okay, so I think kind of either way, though, if you do believe that Michael Jordan could be your best friend one day, and you guys are going to blame play basketball every day
5: yeah it's pretty delusional and then michael
2: michael jordan then comes and asks you to do that right Mm -hmm. and then very similarly right you do it but even if you were like oh this isn't gonna happen if Michael Jordan came up to me and said, do you want to play basketball every day? I'd be like, "Um, maybe not every day, but definitely we can play right now. This is cool as fuck. I'll give
5: you a perfect (laughs) example. When I was a child and I read all my video game magazines and read my little video game websites, and I wanted to be a little video game journalist. And I wrote a letter to someone and they tried to use that path to victimize me. There's a 100% chance of success that they would have been able to do that. Until age Seventeen, maybe. I don't know. Like for real. Like I, I used to be really fucking stupid with that stuff.
2: Chloe seven. Yeah. <laughs>
5: um.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway. Anyway. I just mean like. Yeah. This, these little I, kids. I thank you for being my chance chance is friend. And hopefully, I'll, I'll ask you some <laughs> questions before I make yes. choices in the
5: future. You can help me.
2: No, I'm here. I'm here to lift the. Thank you. I'm here to pull the curtain back. Yeah,
5: thank you. That's what I'm asking you for. <laughs> thank you. That's all I'm asking. Anyway.
2: Okay. So yeah. So <sighs> these little kids didn't stand a uh-huh. chance because Michael pierced any semblance of fiction and reality that may have existed. Right. So either way, right, the kid is so in either in either scenario, the child is either fully living in a uh, mystical non-existent reality in which case our role as adults is to be even more careful with them because mm-hmm. we are the kind of navigators of fiction and yeah. reality right so that again oof, scary mm. but very important task yeah it's our duty i, think, I feel like the we're earth. the only
5: people who are going out of our way to say this is what we're doing which is yeah
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then or you have a kid who may be can tell the difference between this fiction and reality mm. and go hey that's not likely but then if michael jackson himself were to walk up to you and say hey i want to be your best friend you'd be like holy shit this thing that i never thought possible is now happening yeah that was how i kind of felt watching it again like cuz that's what happened to this kid he went on essentially a tour of neverland with his parents they thought they were going to be there for a day, a yeah. weekend, and then he suddenly gets invited. Hey, do you want to stay here for a long time?
5: And the I parents didn't the parents friend? give a quote in that scenario? Did the parents say something on that? Well,
2: uh, well, uh, well, because it seems like Michael was grooming the parents just as much as he was grooming okay. the children. He yeah. was kind of selling it as like. I see that your child is very interested in singing, or in some musical instrument, or in dancing, or in whatever. I have the best dance troupe and choreographers at my disposal. They can be in commercials. They can be in, so they were, so like some of, so like for every little kid that was just there because they think Michael Jackson is cool, you also have kids who are like, stage kids and, and some of them are had
5: a better view into that world than him right
2: and who else right is also going to be like yeah i'm gonna trust my child staying here with you because in their head it's tr- it's on some level transactional even if they didn't think that abuse was going on it was still transactional right yeah okay you're gonna train my kid and now he's gonna be in your pepsi commercial and
5: let's not even like go to the minds of the cynical parents who handed over their kids
2: Even if all I am is regular stage parent, it's an opportunity that I wouldn't fucking pass up. Right? Same thing. I think I'm booking my child for a tour of Neverland Ranch, even as a facility.
5: There's lots of people there. It's It's like going to Graceland. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. It is. Maybe that's what he wanted specifically. Was oh, it's like Graceland, so it's okay. And you know, Elvis, he's great. He's an American icon.
2: Except Elvis is dead, so Elvis isn't just, like, in the kitchen in Graceland, like, making a fucking peanut butter and banana sandwich. Like, it's like it a shrine. Down.
5: Yeah.
2: Right? It's like a shrine to Elvis. But no one lives on the grounds.
5: Right. Yeah, you that's know? right. That's it's right.
2: like, it's all museum-based. Like there I didn't are people know that until who, you I think... took
5: that trip there.
2: <laughs> well, I think there are people who live on oh. the grounds. They're, like, oh. caretakers, oh, that, though. But I mean, no fair, one of yeah. the Presley family. Yeah days on the estates anymore right like they they're not they might come visit they like cut a ribbon here and there or right. pose for another photo right like
5: they're down to but, only owning 15% of the estate now if you caught the latest news um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: you know, between, mm-hmm. every,
5: between all the members of the family
2: I mean again I don't think it was an accident that he married Lisa Marie Presley for a little minute in all of that hubbub right because again uh, you, who you know else more is about the history understand?
5: than me uh please if you have anything.
2: Oh, so um so of course like growing up in Los Angeles, Michael Jackson's presence was oh. known and felt kind of Sh- everywhere. I right? forgot like,
5: about the actual connection, so it oh yeah.
2: And and so like here we go into Michael's first uh oh. uh accusation. So for what I don't know what splash it may or may not have made nationwide because of course I wasn't living in the other parts of the country. I was in LA where even local news was covering this relentlessly because they can. Mm-hmm. Because LA local news is tabloid news, right? So like you can you can if you've ever traveled and turned on the local news channel in whatever ho- stupid hotel you're in. You get a real feel for how different each area of the country is. So, for Mm, example, mm -hmm. in San Francisco, local news doesn't give two fucking shits about celeb news. They don't care who is seen out partying at the latest Hollywood hotspot. They don't give a shit. What they care about is Apple stock has taken a huge increase following the announcement of latest stupid fuck all invention right? right so like they'll make a big deal about tech news they'll make a big deal about like um the schools stanford sports berkeley if they do anything right like i've never I, I don't really remember local news saying ucla basketball has done something you'd have to go to like espn they're the ones who gave I i don't really remember even in local like it might be like a blurb they would talk about the lakers they would talk about the kings mm right but i don't really even remember call i mean maybe that's just me and i didn't pay attention right but i i don't remember it, ta- it taking up a lot of airspace whereas in other localities local sports will take up like half of the fucking newscast right yeah, like yeah. like like there's no tech news there's no celeb news it's like new york sports for example yeah here, here's all the sports and I mean, here there's a lot of
5: half the post every day is sports which is Wild, but true.
2: <laughs> not really a big giant. I mean, again, it's it, it's got a share. It's got a share of the pie chart, but it's not like the emphasis, right? It's, again, same thing in San Francisco. So you can see how yeah. the local news is kind of tailored to each kind of region. Each network covers its own fucking thing, right? But like in Los Angeles, the local news fucking went rabbit for the fucking michael jackson thing it was covered oh. like all the time on local news so again as a kid i was a kid i just thought and i was like that's not shocking to me again i grew up in a place where like you couldn't trust adults so it's like oh you're telling me a rich and powerful person has abused their position and taken advantage of vulnerable people i'm fucking shocked right like yeah. well, water's wet tell me well how's the surf report news <laughs> like, like <laughs> Is it gnarly out there? <laughs> what the fuck
5: dude? Is that in the weather? They put that in the weather? They put that
2: Yeah, they put the surf report okay. in the weather. So, as <laughs> like they should. That. That's where it goes. Yeah. Is it raining? Is it sunny? Do you need to bring sunscreen? Do you need the wetsuit? What, what are do the you gusts? need today?
5: What are the What is yeah. there a squall? Is there a squall they're on, warning?
2: They're onshore, offshore wind, you know, yeah. cuz you know that'll make a difference in That's wave cool. quality. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. No, I've never but surfed got, before.
5: There's, there's a... Yeah.
2: No, I mean you just gotta go. Just enjoy, you know. Just beach going.
5: looking at those um, white caps out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, um, go to a local bait or um, boating or surfing, scuba, any 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 place that has any water thing like that. If you're by the coast, usually they have either free or like very cheap like wave charts. Oh. So like tide charts and so you could like because if you're a boater if you're a swimmer if you're a surfer like if you're any of those people you need to know high tides low tides and all those things and so that's all predictable so you can go into any of those types of shops and get like a little booklet it's almost like a little calendar think of it like a little checkbook type size thing gosh that's i sound like an old person but like <laughs>
5: sounds useful
2: it's really useful it's so like you can get one for every year every season and then like just
5: because it's just Flip like math it, right just, math like predict, can yeah, predict all this. Just, yeah yeah cool so
2: you'll know when low tide is and you'll go is now a good time to go searching for seashells even like it's not even like for swimming but all of that shit helps you figure all out all the other shit it's really fun
5: i like uh i like observing the natural world with tools from a book i think that's fucking cool
2: oh my gosh you know what my favorite guide, the, those those Audubon guides? I have oh. one for weather.
5: <clears throat> did you see that little uh, message I just sent you uh, maybe a couple <gasps> days ago? That Well, I'll let you see it maybe first. Uh, oh, it I was about don't know. the Audubon uh, guides I... specifically.
2: Did I see it? I don't think okay. I saw it. The Audubon? Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
5: Because I, I thought of you first when you, when I saw that. You now have, like, collector's items. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked. So the um the they're removing the license just wow. specifically to the name Audubon Society for the those field guides that are those beautiful field wow. guides that exist for different animals and different regions and stuff. Oh wow! Plants. And,
2: and yeah, whatever. I'm looking at them. Wow. Okay. What um, is
5: the publisher? What is it? So it'll be called something else guides. Whatever the company. Is I that guess. I guess books. they
2: they might. They might change it to this Fieldstone Publishing or so I don't know what that means. Maybe it's a type of bird.
5: <laughs> yes.
2: I should look it up.
5: But there we go. <laughs> 125 years of history just wiped away because someone didn't want to pay a licensing <clears> deal <throat> to a nonprofit bird organization. <clears throat> I think.
2: Well, also, mm-hmm. right, I understand that the Audubon Union is also seeking to remove the Audubon name. Because oh, Audubon the, the dude was oh, like a fucking Not a good... <laughs> oh,
5: no, 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 boy. This is what I love, see? This yeah. is great. <laughs> it's like uh, you talk about BF Skinner. No, in fact, what were we even talking about? We were talking about like something else. We got there kind of in a roundabout's way, if I remember. Oh, the pigeon. I was talking about looking at the pigeon missile. I hadn't thought about BF I mean, Skinner.
2: I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about... Hmm. I mean, I, I I don't I I don't think that I'm against it exactly, you know.
5: The child like, boxer. Or...
2: I mean, well, <laughs> no, I mean the name changing.
5: <laughs> okay, sorry.
2: Because he used to like actually own slaves, apparently. Oh it's shit! Not just that, okay,
5: yeah. yeah, that's cool. We're good with that then. That's that's the end of that discussion. Oh shit! Yeah, let's let's cut him off, Mister Birds.
2: Yeah. Shit. No, I I mean, but like, I, I mean. I don't know if he ever stopped having slaves. Did he renounce slavery? I don't know. I, I, I personally mm. have no idea. I'm not trying to make any apologies for Audubon, right? Yeah. Um, And I'm not trying to say that, like, oh, he was a person of his time. Because people, of course, even in that time, would like, no, this shit's wrong. <laughs> like,
5: yeah, Thomas <laughs> Jefferson knew what he was doing. He really yeah, knew what he was Yeah, it wasn't doing, like facts.
2: everyone. Like, like, it's like one thing about, like, germs, germ theory and soap. Like, no, people didn't know about it back then. We just didn't know about germs
5: i don't even think they could have conceived we of all it. had an i don't excuse. think it was a conception yeah. oh there's tiny things we can't see what are you full of shit like this is so stupid go away So
2: i could uh, yeah i can understand why people didn't believe germs okay like we all once were lost and now we are found how right? long do you so... think
5: it took someone to convince that invisible gases were real like and that there was more <laughs> than like wh- oh, th- that okay. air wasn't just like the thing like
2: yo i actually know the answer oh to that. okay yeah <laughs> Please. I might need a refresher, but um, <laughs> uh, we at, at the stupid school we actually had to learn about the history of air.
5: Ooh, I like that. Yeah,
2: and the so um, for beginning with the Greek philosophers, they of course oh. um, conceptualized the structure of nature in particular ways, and so Greek philosophers conceived of um, essentially the geometric solids as the perfect building blocks of all things Mm. and so and this is what they called the atom and the atom means the unsplittable thing okay it's a greek concept now they did not know of the atom the noun that you and i currently pictured with the little revolving dots some, around it that's
5: some okay how did i not learn this in class
2: because they don't teach it right so like you have but like yep anyway that's so crazy. like so did they conceived I mean, of well, all physical matter and, and they understood the concept of a solid and a liquid and a gas they did understand that and they 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 could, could perceived of these atoms yeah as as shapes and looking like The Platonic solids—the cube and the tetrahedron and the dodecahedron—and depending on what we were talking about, a tree, it would be composed of I don't know, fucking dodecahedrons and a combo of icosahedrons and some ratio for
5: yeah, spiritual
2: and God. Windows ninety five background
5: or something. Yeah, (laughs)
2: Zeus made it that way, right? But in in they were like, but we're not going to be able to see it. They're like, we just conceive. Like, like philosophically, right? If I have, let's say um, a stick, I can take my stick. I can cut it in half and I can cut it in half and half and half and half. And I can keep cutting. And at some point I get the smallest, tiniest piece I can cut. But in their philosophy, they understood that they could keep cutting it. Right. Theoretically, I could keep cutting it. And at some point I'm going to get to the atom, the uncuttable, unsliceable thing. And in their philosophy, it was these little tiny fucking shapes. Yeah. Okay. And certain objects were composed of certain shapes and in certain ratios. And I don't fucking know. They fucking figured that shit out. I guess i I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, but that they also had more space in between them. Hmm. And that was how you knew whether it was a solid or a liquid or a gas. Oh. And if like it was, if you took all of the little pieces, it makes sense, right? This isn't, yeah. Th- th- like they're I'm not kind trying of to diss right? on there. Aren't they? They're the kind the of right. The distance between the
5: molecules th- themselves th- is the thing. There's all
2: kinds. Yes. There's all kinds okay. of shit to tell us why they were kind of right. Now, of course, they were incredibly <laughs> wrong. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But philosophically, right, this is how they conceive of these perfect things. How did we get here from the Autobots? <laughs> uh, we were remember. talking about... Um... Oh, you asked me about air. How did we get to air? Okay, so here here we go. Yeah, okay, okay, so they, they, they then understand things to be more or less rarefied. Um, and Mm. that means more and more split apart, right? So, again, this is the molecule theory, whatever, of actually solids, liquids, gases that you would see in a chemistry book, right? They're all kind of Mm. packed together, gases more spread apart, right? At some point, they start to figure out, well, what is air made out of? They don't even start thinking about this. Gosh, scientists, I say scientists. In the way you and I were conceiving of air, don't start thinking about this really truly until we again reach the uh, like industrial age, 1880s, 1850s, is when that kind of resurgence and what is air actually made of starts to get a lot of interest. Now, that's when we start to uh, get to air as an understanding, as we know it, that it's hydrogen and oxygen and all of these things. But even before then, the Greeks were understanding that if you mix certain shit together, it would create different types of gases. And so, like, this is like the noxious gases, right? They understood that sulfur. Right. Right. It smells different than, so like if you go to a sulfur spring and they're like, this smells weird, it smells funny, and that's different than obviously this other kind of air. And so this is when they started coming up with this Mm. idea that some gases were noxious, right? Uh, Some of the oracles at Delphi were apparently um, intoxicating themselves by sitting over weird kinds of vents in the ground so people theorize that Whoa. that may be one of the things that was causing these oracles at delphi to go fucking woo, all loopy it's because they're fucking getting high on fumes or whatever wow right?
5: that's fascinating
2: because there because there were like there so lots of temples i say lots of temples i don't know how many temples but all of these fucking places kind of talk about it so there's a whole history of understanding that there was clean air there was dirty air noxious air there was like dangerous and deadly air um they understood that like uh you could create some if you mixed this rock and that fucking liquid together because that's essentially what acids and metals are if you put them together you'll create like hydrogen chloride and mustard gases and things like that so like the right. concept of like smoke and noxious fumes wasn't foreign. They knew smoke was a thing. Smoke was a type of air, but it was a type of fire air. So they were trying to kind of figure all of this shit out. They didn't know what all of this meant. They didn't know what burning exactly how it worked. Cause that, that's not something that gets figured out until way, way later right. also. Right. Um, they know that things burn and mix. They know that things burn and create. They know that burn transforms Uh, how exactly that happened they were like i don't fucking know your guess is as good as mine right like and that's why they would argue about it in all these fucking books and they'd be like aristotle would be like oh this is what i think ash in a fire is and i'm gonna be like great aristotle like can you help fucking make the fire though (laughs) (laughs) like it's going out gotta gotta fucking get some water put a little Um, more
5: lead in your wine um,
2: right yeah exactly yeah so so eventually, yeah, so it's not eventually until, like, I think, like, the 1880s, we really start to get a handle on the concept of hydrogen, oxygen, and all of the, like, you know, nitrous, because we, yeah. we're starting to able to get to ways of uh, separating out the different types of air, undoing even some of it, cleaning it, right? Like, because mm. uh, kind of the industrial age has started to demand it,
3: Right. because if
2: you have a coal plant, now you're trying to figure out, oh, how can I make less toxic air? coming from the coal plant right so, uh, so my
5: employees don't die they?
2: they didn't care for a little while of no, course, That's I mean.
5: they, they didn't care for a long time and then all of a sudden they they're figured. like no this cost the problem really they it's figured it out lot to keep like, hiring people
2: yeah and then once they figured it out they're like Shh, I don't, i'm gonna hide this okay, yeah. don't tell anyone
5: don't we we figured out why our workers are dying just don't and then
2: <laughs> like yeah and then like so they've known since the 70s i think so <laughs> Uh, that's let's see 30 40 50 years so people yeah. still
5: working down there
2: yeah still doing it
5: yeah. can't figure out how to make a robot that mines coal apparently
2: yeah anyway, <laughs> anyway so yeah. uh air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, air. air yeah that's how they figured out air um, uh-huh
5: yeah that's fascinating i'm um fa- i'm interested to hmm, i'm sure it took a lot of people thinking but that uh,
2: yeah, no, it's a long list
5: The, the, of the idea to I,
2: I assure you, I've given you the very, very most condensed version. I didn't even I don't even remember most of these. Scientists I've written names. a lot of notes down. I feel down. like this was like an I feel like this was as close of an episode to drunk history as we're gonna get. I like
5: it though because yeah. I'm
2: really not gonna be. I mean, but well, I'm it's, telling you, at it's the stupid school we had to read all this shit. And It was cool as fuck. Yeah, right? no, it was cool as fuck. I went to
5: the wrong school. It's clear. <laughs> I'm
2: telling you, you know, <laughs> it's okay. It was really great for like the weird Aspie kids, like you know and i say that because like i yeah (laughs) i'm telling you it just really works for me
5: Um, let's see if the shoe fits you know i can't
2: deny it i think it's self-diagnosed whatever it doesn't matter
5: hey it's giving
2: me the coping mechanisms i need so you know all i know is that the weighted blanket it's fucking badass it's great i love it thank you temple (laughs) (laughs) thank you temple Grandin, for everything that's right for us that's right i can't say that about harry harry fucking kissinger you know what's um
5: what did that no he's still alive never mind
2: yeah fuck it (laughs) he just turned hundred.
5: That's right. Oh, that I was in my head. Harold. I was thinking: was the story that he died, or was the story that he turned one hundred? That's right. Yeah, or like Harold,
2: he's... Harold Kissinger, Henry. Of that course, man, but, you know.
5: When did uh, Doctor Strangelove came out? Because he was parodied in a movie from <laughs> the like,
2: like Yeah, yeah, the
5: early seventies, and he's still like kicking <laughs> it. Like
2: again, we've known since the seventies.
5: And the situation was parodying old I mean nineteen
2: sixty four, dude. Nineteen sixty four. Yeah, I like how you could be a full
5: adult person who has participated in global politics enough that you can be parodied in a movie in
2: nineteen sixty four. And you're years. Still alive. <laughs> sixty years, dude. That he was forty years old when this movie came out. He was like he's so he was as old as I am right now, basically. Okay.
5: The man don't don't even bother go reading the Wikipedia article. Just, I don't know, read a book.
2: <laughs> I'm telling Audience you, the reality, them. the reality of our lives.
5: Isn't it funny how um...
2: Kubrick is dead and yet mm-hmm. Kissinger lives?
5: Exactly. He was killed for his truth. He wanted to make a movie about.
2: At least he victimized Shelley Devall before he. Oh yeah, it right! Over. Oh right. my God, I'm so mad! I, uh, don't, don't even start with.
5: Me. Yeah, yeah, Stanley Kubrick was a very uh, multi-layered person in his pursuits.
2: I I love him. Yes, I, I do. I do love Kubrick. I I, I didn't love course, him. Of course, I personally think until... all of that. Oh, all of that's bullshit. I. He did not victimize felly balls. She was she's an actress. An actress. She's a grown she understands ass woman.
5: it's she's a director. There is hundreds of people all she over. She knows place. it
2: was fake. She knows she yeah. knows she had to pretend to be scared. Yeah, she knows ghosts aren't
5: real. The shining isn't yes. real. You know, no one died yeah, in real life. Like
2: No, there wasn't actually a naked dead woman at the time. In tub, fact, she y'all. wasn't even like,
5: naked underneath. <laughs> so no,
2: it's just, she it's was a in, wearing a suit. lot of makeup. Yeah, yeah, like as
5: it turns out. <laughs> I love Hollywood.
2: Oh I love that people don't understand that Hollywood's fake.
5: No, they actually don't. What's really, what's even better this is, is the prob- there's a <laughs> layer of fake that they think it is that it's not, and it's even it's more basic and more complicated than they think. It's so funny. It goes both directions. It's like people are human beings, so they act predictably, but also because of that, the things on the other end. There's your other explanation. Like, I love it. It's reality. Uh, uh, i mean
2: we're grappling with it daily doesn't make any sense it's very upsetting sometimes yeah let me um i mean it is but i mean like fucking reality's a bummer like i get why people want to like escape it right but like i don't know like it's a lot better than the fiction oh i gotta say like
5: yeah 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 I, i see that yeah exactly um in the pursuit of escapism, it's so much more satisfying, personally speaking, but I, it seems like it's probably the case with, with you as well, is like, like learning something about the world, there's like infinite things you could possibly learn about. Why not actually learn about something also considering the fact that the fiction that we're being served up, not just lately, but at large, is not... As you expand your mind through learning, to me, it can be less satisfying... I don't know. It's like the, the world of what fiction will be completely uh, interesting to me in the way that I want to mm-hmm. like gain further knowledge and insight into like humanity at large. Like that's what I really want from fiction. And I feel like fiction is not really delivering that in our, well it there are definitely examples of where it does but uh largely i feel well, like and i don't i don't think not,
2: our reality tv is delivering it either right which is little slices uh, I mean, I think little snippets little slices we we get glimpses of it i think we get glimpses of it with fiction too though right because i mean i will continue you know because fiction is still just us writing it right yeah. it's still our creation yeah. right it's ever like, since
5: you said that it's kind of made me rethink about how i look at fiction you yeah. know
2: Well, like I mean, think of it like this, Brian. Like, we didn't actually go visit Bob Odenkirk's house today.
5: No, but I felt like it for a moment when we.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for a second. You and I. I had
5: a little bit of panic in my heart thinking about a man that I love being evil.
2: Immersed, right? No, but you and I immersed ourselves in a reality because we used the power of our imagination. I'm not being silly about that. I'm being real, right? Mm -hmm. Like. You and I did what Midjourney tries to do, right? Like, oh, yeah. except does it in a way that c- just can't come close to what I'm actually imagining, right? right? This is, this is actually and unfortunately both the power and the weakness of human expectation.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, you'll never like nothing could ever approach what I am imagining, right? Like. Really. Uh, look i've just imagined the most perfect fucking turkey sandwich like I, like i have it mm-hmm. like i'm rotating it in my mind like a mm-hmm. cube, you know mm-hmm. and i can go to the best sandwich shop in town and you know what it'll be amazing it'll be delicious oh, my eyes are closed it also. will I'm thinking not about the be sandwich. the fucking sandwich i just imagined in my head that's that's again that this is the unfortunate because like i'm not just imagining a Big Mac that I can get anywhere. I'm imagining the like ideal ham sandwich, or a turkey sandwich, or fucking roast beef, pastrami, you, whatever I, the fuck.
5: Thinking of this now it reminds me. Have you seen this? That because of Twitter course account? there are so
2: many different types of sandwich. Yes, I have seen okay. the lady who the person. I don't know if they're a lady. I can't remember a lady who, presenting, Yeah, yeah. I believe, but it is a person who will take a picture of a sandwich and put it make it as a png so it's like a floating sandwich <laughs> it's and pretty it's a beautiful incredible. beautiful bit yeah i love it
5: a lot of dedication Oh, you
2: know cuz it's yeah well more important i mean more importantly right like I'll let the sandwich speak for itself like yeah. right? you know you don't need all the fancy no. table accoutrements
5: exactly we just want... you need
2: a good sandwich
5: hmm.
2: so you picture the sandwich in your mind It is the ideal sandwich. It is the perfect amount of toasting. It has the right amount of condiments on it. visualizing. Right. So it's going to be the right amount of crunchy, crisp that you and only you could possibly desire in the way that you want. Because everyone wants their toast. Mm -hmm. Slightly differently than someone else, usually. I'm biting into this. You know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, What are the proteins on it? See, I see proteins because it could be... Vegetarian. It could be like a hummus sandwich base. But it's it surprised. could be a some kind of a cheese, some mm. kind of a meat, mm-hmm. a a bean even. And now you're creating a torta.
5: Perhaps a oh. as it were. Ooh.
2: Perhaps you are picturing a banh mi.
5: Oh, Perh- that's perhaps, a great choice.
2: Perhaps a meatball sub.
5: Ooh. A a
2: a hoagie, a grinder, a sub, mm. a deli. Oh, sandwich, right. A hamburger sandwich, a hot dog sandwich, yeah. a taco sandwich. There are so many infinite styles and varieties of sandwiches. Oh, right? I never thought of so a taco as a even, sandwich,
5: but you're right. Taco is a sandwich. And, and I not... mean, I
2: could say ta- I could say taco and you could still even picture of sandwich because I think I mean, I personally believe in taco supremacy. I believe all sandwiches are tacos, not the other way around, much like the oh, whole square yeah, rectangle. Yeah, yeah categorization, right? Yeah. All squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. That's, that's how right. I so I believe in taco oh, supremacy. Yeah.
5: Okay. I feel all that.
2: sandwiches are tacos, but not that. all tacos are sandwiches.
5: That's right. They're just uh
2: tacos. Taco supremacy. Tacos. Taco yeah. is the shape. Yeah. Taco yeah. is the shape. I agree. Because that's a quesadilla. In fact actually <laughs> it's a synchronizada synchronizadas are where you take one tortilla Put shit on it and put another tortilla right on top of it. See, a quesadilla, you actually do only half and then fold it over. That's a quesadilla. Quesadilla is folded. Synchronizadas are one on top of the other. Okay. And that's actually what you
5: more commonly get at a restaurant. And that's a sandwich. Yeah, Yeah.
2: it's a sandwich.
5: Interesting. I love that. Say the name again one more time for me.
2: Uh, It's a synchronized. Synchronizada. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway. Yeah. Well, what matters here is that we all pictured a different kind of sandwich, right? So what does that tell us? Is there an ideal sandwich?
5: <clears throat> My sandwich. Is there an
2: ideal chair? We say chair, right? This is again not to be all like philosophy 101. Not the but one this I'm is saying. like really what this shit is, man. <laughs> this is this This is the real, right? And the thing is is if I know there's no ideal sandwich, then I'm then but I'm still going to still hungry. I still have to make a decision on where I'm going to eat today. Yeah and mm. i'm gonna go to new york deli
5: that's a great oh who might have fuck. some <laughs> yes, of the best sandwiches in so town good. no they definitely
2: do and it may not be my ideal sandwich but it's as close as i'm gonna get in the real world
5: wow i used to ask people all the time in town what the best new york place was and everyone said that place and that's why i used to keep going there and it's it's incredible
2: I think New York Deli's sandwiches are better than Pizza Centro's New York-style pizza. Because my pizza comes from back road pizza. And it will... All, for me, that is always the number one choice. There is no... As far as I'm concerned, there is no other pizza in town. Yeah. Although I will reluctantly agree to eat pizza from a different location. <laughs> that is not... A paid sponsorship i am making this of, statement of voluntarily okay.
5: oh i thought the sponsorship was from the unnamed location i'm sorry <laughs>
2: no, no, no. Back road pizza Back
5: road pizza. yeah I'm i'll sorry. name
2: them they're they're the best pizza in town
5: and then i know okay I'll that's
2: why i don't I, don't I don't i mean pizza center is okay it's good it's fine whatever okay. it's pizza i'm writing this down it's good like all pizza it's good there's like some deep dish chicago pizza places in town they're like way at the bottom of the list they're really good don't get me wrong they're really I good i've never
5: tried it that's funny because i really like they chicago are. style pizza um, no
2: they might have come No, they're new there's one called door 58 Ooh. and then one called esquina next to paloma oh oh shit that one's new but, but love, they're both like oh, deep dish Chicago sh- style style. That's that fits, I
5: think. Style,
2: yeah. Yeah, I feel like they do it. Shells, but... shells
5: on the lake the shore sh- of Miami. No, store. what is it, Lake Michigan? Fuck. Yeah.
2: I will never again. it's how you know you're talking it's... to AI Kathy. <laughs> AI Kathy will be able to say it. That's right.
5: Yes. Real Kathy
2: will never be able to say it.
5: Oh wow okay um,
2: i can't say it even when i go slow brian okay like not even if i'm going fast like
5: she she sells sells seashells
2: seashells. my
5: tongue wants to not say it it. fucks
2: it up every time i can't do it can't do it
5: see you could pay me money i could do it fucked it up um, you could hold the gun to my
2: head couldn't do it
5: (laughs) get me once again get me a spell necessary I will die. I can
2: do all the other, uh, again, been over this. I can do the other ones pretty okay, like the rubber baby buggy bubby. bubby
5: <laughs> See? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, HBO is now Max, everyone. <laughs>
2: yeah, HBO is now Max.
5: I'm glad that we had that discussion. I'm glad we got to the part about how air is a thing. That's definitely <laughs> a, a, a affecting our concept of reality. There was nothing between you and me. Now uh, there's air. Well, actually, there's a lot of other mm-hmm. things too. But in mm-hmm. the concept that we're in the same room, perhaps.
2: Okay, I know how I'm going to close this out. Yes. Because I'm kind of hungry. Yes, please. Hold on, I'm pulling it up.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Hopefully it has a music video come oh, It does! Okay. Okay. Well, Hold on, I have to share screen. Ah. ah, ah, ah,
5: there it oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, I didn't think of this uh, while we were talking about it.
2: no. <gasps> we just did a migration, and my account hmm. will not, like, for some reason, not let me open YouTube. Oh. I have to get like admin permissions. It's really strange.
5: If you like.
2: So I have to open everything in a new private window. Of course, it does. It's fine.
5: Is the DuckDuckGo browser they... available for Windows yet?
2: Oh, they, I don't know. They make I, like I mean, a
5: do... zero footprint browser that just it keeps like no data oh. every time you open it. It like has mm-hmm. a blank slate. Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, something click. about. David Byrne is being racist.
5: Oh shit! No. I don't know. I, I haven't heard
2: anything about this. Is that true? That would ruin. Okay, my life. I just didn't. Yeah, it would ruin my life too. Okay, because I didn't know.
5: <laughs> I've committed a lot of uh, identity to him.
2: Uh... This one goes out to New York City. Can you hear it? Yes, I can. Okay, Carlos.
5: Let me go ahead. I've been
3: listening to a lot of. Uh... Kurt Vile. One of my ambitions was to write those kind of melodies that I found very haunting. Hey. Hey. I don't think I was entirely successful, but I think I came a little bit close. Talking Heads have a new album. It's called Fear of Music. Talking Heads
2: have a new album. David it's called Fear of Music. Talking Heads... I'm uh, just pause. I, I, I couldn't <coughs> only handle that so many times. Okay, last, last thing. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I have to cut it short today. Okay. I have a lot to do today. Okay, so... Um brian eno made a pack of cards called oblique strategies do you know what they are
5: i am not i am i've only heard this because you once mentioned and i'm not i have no idea what you're about to show to me so,
3: okay
2: so it's a pack please. of cards called oblique strategies mm-hmm. and every time you're faced with a decision or a conundrum brian eno made this pack of cards you're supposed to pull a card that's supposed to help you resolve this dilemma okay. problem thorny situation okay so Uh, I'm going to just read a couple of random ones that I've already pulled in the past. I've pulled one for you. I've pulled one for me. I treat them like the tarot. They're just ridiculous. But, you know, it's just, you know, it's just silly. So some of the past (laughs) ones include things like use an unacceptable color. uh, Use unqualified people. uh, One that says don't be frightened of cliches. uh, Faced with a choice, do both. Mm-hmm. Honor thy error as a hidden intention. Uh, humanize something free of error. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's just got just random things that they say. Okay, so mm-hmm. yours that I have pulled from the deck says, okay. "Don't stress one thing more than another."
5: Hmm. taking a second to internalize it all right um Hmm. okay
2: mine says repetition is a form of change So those are Brian Eno's words of wisdom to okay, us. Yeah, Yeah,
5: yeah. Hmm. yeah frequent collaborator, so I'm gonna, David Byrne. That's very appropriate.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take this little... I'm going to take Brian Eno's weird energy and David Byrne's weird-ass fear of air energy.
5: Brian Eno's love of repetition.
2: Love of repetition.
5: <laughs> um... Yeah. So,
2: you know, some people say not to worry about the air.
5: <laughs> uh, wait, no, wait, there's another lyric. Hold on. Uh, don't worry about the government. That's a song.
2: Yeah, that one's a real good one. Don't worry about the government's real good. That's, I should, wonder, we should start I was trying with that because... one. Start with that one. That's start it. with that one. Perfect. There it is.
5: We've never used it. How have we never used that one? It's like the perfect little sentence for so many things. Really? Okay, okay got it. Perfect. All right. Well, I guess that was a show. Oh,
2: look, it's right there. Yeah, look. Oh,
5: okay. Yeah. Bye, okay, Kathy Okay, bye. Talk to you soon. My,
2: oh, wait, look, I have to do all this nonsense.
5: Nah, I'm <laughs> still waving at you. Bye. Kathy was already gone when I said that last bye, just for the record. Goodbye, everyone.
0: In a voice resembling President Obama. All right, folks. Now let's delve into a curious chapter from the Annals of Invention History. Picture this, a former used car salesman from South Carolina, Wade L. Quattlebaum, ostensibly tired of losing golf balls, sets out to create a device to find them. The result was not just a golf ball finder, but something quite more ambitious, the Quadro Tracker. Produced between 1993 and 1996, the Quadro Tracker was billed as a near miraculous device with three key components. A locator card containing the so-called signature of the object you'd want to find. A plastic card reader, roughly the size of a tape cassette. And a handheld unit with a swiveling antenna. The idea? Insert the card into the reader, and the antenna would point towards your lost item. Pretty inventive, right? Well, the inventiveness doesn't stop there. According to the manufacturers, the Quadro Tracker could incredibly detect almost anything. From drugs, weapons, and explosives to specific people, golf balls and even dead pets or wild game animals. In the most premium version, you could even use Polaroid photographs of the item or person to be detected. The manufacturers went as far as claiming that the tracker could detect drugs after they had been ingested by a person, making it potentially an unconventional drug testing device. As for how this astounding piece of technology supposedly worked, QuadroCorp claimed it operated by oscillating static electricity produced by the body inhaling and exhaling gases to charge the free-floating neutral electrons of the signature card. The mechanism, it was said, contained conductors, inductors, and oscillators. But let's pause for a reality check here, folks. The Quadro Tracker may sound intriguingly advanced, but skepticism was and should be the order of the day. Independent testing showed the device, priced between $400 and $8,000, didn't actually work as claimed, and in some cases the insides revealed a less-than-high-tech reality. Yes, there were versions of this device where the main component was get this ants glued inside. Remember, while innovation is key, a healthy dose of critical thinking can save us from investing in something too good to be true. And that's a story you can tell at your next dinner party.